out to mm. pasture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that and and for us people that maybe aren't from the, <laughs> the south, the south, <laughs> what does that mean? Out to pasture. Let loose. Mm. Let loose with no protector. Mm. Um. Or like uh, an intimate friendship or intimacy with another, um, I was going to say animal, intimacy with another comrade out there on, mm. on, on the paddock out in the pasture mm. somewhere. Mm. You're just out to pasture to go run and mm-hmm. do whatever you feel like doing because yeah. it's just you out there. Yeah. Um, and it's not. We're not just out there yeah. by ourselves. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And so I stood up and I was just like, do not grow weary in doing good season. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Welcome to season four of Basketful of Bread. It is my joy and purpose to hold your weary arms up by the power of the Holy Spirit as we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Together, we are going to stand firm in the secret place where our King Creator will encourage and spur us on with His resurrecting power and mighty word. This season on Basketful of Bread, it is my battle cry to intercede on behalf of the local gospel workers, the overcomers, the remnant, the bride of Christ. The harvest is plentiful. Let's work. My name is Bethany. And I'm grateful you're here. Hello. Welcome back, you guys, to Basketful of Bread. My name is Bethany. And if you're just tuning in, I am so thankful you're here. Today is a really special episode. And it's a long one, but totally worth listening to. Um, This is a story of my dear friend, Sarah. Uh, She's sharing her story of what it was like to change course and turn around, take a little U-turn, hop on a little path on our way to Jesus. And it has been such a delight to know Sarah and to um, just walk side by side together and laugh together. I've learned so much from her. She is an incredible gardener and um, nature outdoors woman slash she's an incredible potter. Um, One of the most generous people I know truly and so quiet about it, which is I just love and admire and respect her so much. Um, So here we are sitting down um, over a little spot of coffee in the evening and she's just kind of sharing her journey, what it was like before, what kind of drew her into the Lord um, and then what life looks like now and some of the convictions that she has. And it's just a great conversation and there's lots of good times, lots of laughs. Um, What I think is so special, you guys, about Sarah's story is that I believe there are so many people right now who are really on a a similar path. Um, Maybe you were living one way completely and then the whole world changed, okay? (laughs) Whether that was um, some type of uh, spiritual uh, awakening. I don't want to say awakening in a new age term, but more of like we all of a sudden realized you're created by somebody and he loves you and wants a relationship with you, gave you eyes to see and ears to hear that type of awakening. Or whether it's, um, you know, this global revival maybe that's happening, or maybe dare I say a harvest period where God is awakening 
the bride of Christ. And oh my, how exciting. And so it's such a joy and a delight to talk with my fellow brothers and sisters who have turned around or or they have hopped over and they're saying no turning back. And that's my friend Sarah to sit with her and hear of how the Lord truly has resurrected her life. She describes it as a trickle. And I love that analogy, especially um, for her and in this season. I literally picture a I picture um, a trench. You know, we've just been digging trenches because our basement has been flooding like many others. And we just recently dug this trench on the side yard. And I noticed that when we had it dug out, the gravel all around it was so dry that it was like through rocks and silt and um, clay and some sand and tiny bit of dirt, you know, basically every type of medium you can think of. Um, and it was so dry. And then after a little while, after we'd been out there working on it, mostly my parents, they are so strong. Um, you start to see in a couple different areas, a tiny little trickle of water and you know, we're pumped because we're like, okay, this is going to help because it's going to like capture the water. Um, but I, I picture that when she says trick, trickle, that's what I'm picturing because I'm picturing this like dry and barren, rocky land um, with some good soil. But, you know, there's a lot of different things going on. And then there's this trickle of water. And eventually, you know, what's going to happen is that trench is going to be filled with water. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm thinking of the Holy Spirit living water coming down. And, you know, we talked a lot about like the soil qualities, um, out of God's word, you know, when he, we talk about seeds being scattered and, you know, I remember her saying that she felt like she was, she had some good soil for there to be, um, spiritual growth with the Lord. And, um, it reminds me of my mom saying, you know, our, our father in heaven is so generous that, um, you know, he scatters all of these seeds all over all different types of soil. And yes, of course, you want the most voluptuous, scrumptious, dark brown composted soil, you know, to grow a healthy, vibrant plant. But also, how often do we see a healthy, vibrant plant pop up in an area where maybe there was a whole bunch of rocks and random soil and, you know, maybe just a splash of that compost soil. It's enough. It's enough for the Lord to, to cultivate and work. Uh, and I just think that's such a beautiful thought. And I just am so thankful for Sarah to be so willing to sit down and share this journey that maybe a lot of you can relate to as well. So without further ado, you guys, this is my dear friend, Sarah and her trickle story. Talk normal. Normal. Normal doggy. <laughs> this is me being normal. Okay. Hi. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Basketball of Red. I have such a sweet sister here. My dear Sarah is in the house and we're sitting over. It makes it honestly, I think I'm going to cry. Whoops. No, you're not. I feel like I'm about to. Because I love you. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I am going to pray first. Okay, let's pray. Yeah. God, um, thank you so much for this moment in time. Thank you for your kingdom and that um, Sarah has just been such a warrior and is just chasing after you. Thank you for what's growing in her heart and for the words that she's going to share tonight. Thank you for the journey and just that we get to share life together. It is such a treat and I'm so grateful in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. I'm going to try not to be too emotional because Sarah doesn't like that. She wouldn't see the video, <laughs> so I'm going to try not to cry. I'm going to keep it cool, you guys. Okay. So I know I was like, I'm not going to ask you very many questions. Uh-huh. I just jotted a few things down. No. <laughs> But only if we, like, you know, just want to guide the combo. Mm -hmm. um, I think I need that, too, though. Yeah, you know, just, like, a little structure, but not mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. This is a resurrection story, right? And, I mean, you know, 
that's what we're going to title it. Okay. This is Sarah mm-hmm. sharing kind of her journey um, to Jesus. And I asked Sarah if she would come on and just share what it looked like before and then kind of like the the journey, the transformational process, what that looks like, and then what it looks like now being on the other side. Um, but before we get into all of that, I always am curious to ask, um, one, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, just where you come from, as much as you want to share, mm-hmm. and also talk to us about something um, that you pray regularly. Oh, okay. I'm still getting to know myself, I think. So I'm in my mid-30s, and I'm just now figuring out all that, I guess, that I am, the sum of my parts, and kind of digesting that right now. I grew up in South Florida um, of a divorced family, and I didn't think that impacted me too much until most recently, which is kind of interesting. Um... Yeah, I think I'm a pretty quiet person until you get to know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, yeah, my time is spent um, generally um, puttering around outside is the big umbrella of that. Um, growing and nurturing things, um, but food and animals and humans. Um, and I just like being out of doors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we first met um, outdoors mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. um, the trail, and we just met for a hot minute, but it was just, like, really special. Mm-hmm. I felt like I'd known you forever. Yeah, it was only two years ago. I know. Right? I know. Yeah. So, interject. We were at the trail. Mm-hmm. Sarah gives her time so graciously to teach little children about nature a woman after my own heart and so I brought my little kiddos out there one day and Sarah was there with her library books and her moss and her soil and she was ready to go and man I just felt like the love of the Lord upon her that's funny because that was definitely not a moment I know you didn't feel like that, Mm -hmm. but I did. And I was like, man, he loves her. And then I remember... um, I think you said that, too. I I think I did. I was like, whoa. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) You're like, who the heck are you? (laughs) But I was like blown away because I just remember seeing you. And then we had that moment, you know, you were kind of walking through some stuff. Yeah, if you get me alone, I'm a big divulger. Yeah. Yeah. And then... um, We just, it was just like sealed. I was like, okay, well, this is something. Um, So that was like, was that the first time we chit-chatted? Or I'd been coming a few times, I think, before mm -hmm. we had that Mm -hmm. little encounter, maybe. One, maybe two. Yeah, maybe. But it was like the beginning of autumn then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So that's how we met. Um, Mm -hmm. So she is out there, out in the great outdoors and has such a green thumb And I just always admire your garden and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all the things you're growing. We had a bunch of leftovers cleaning out the refrigerator today. And everything I put on the table, all none of it came from a grocery store. Wow. It was either from my garden or from a local farmer where I've been to where the animals are, you know, where I pick up the milk, like every single thing on that table. And I don't know, it was like a little I wouldn't say pride moment but it was definitely like wow that's that's this what I'm doing is working yeah um because that's that was my goal is yeah I don't I can't do this grocery stores anymore I know and you just made your garden like 30 times bigger so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so okay yeah I love that yeah I'm so proud of you So what, before we get into your story, what, um, just day to day, just for the people, you know, what's something that you pray often, a a similar Mm. kind of like prayer or mantra that you pray often? Mm. I have a couple of them, but I think the one that is always number one or number two, first of all, it's very awkward for me to ask 
Mm-hmm. Most of my prayers actually are prayers of thanksgiving. Mm. Um, or um, if I'm asking, I'm asking for more either understanding um, mm. or to show me, um, to teach me certain things. Mm. Like um, the Christianity that I was brought up in was it was Presbyterian and Methodism. And uh, mission work was not like really talked about very much. We did go on like a mission trip once in high school, but um, the church I'm in now, it's talked about often. And that's kind of a new concept to me. And looking at homeschool, I am adding in for our Bible studies is about mission works in different countries Mm. as we're traveling in our books to different countries this school year. um, And I know nothing about mission work. So like, Mm. for example, if I'm asking, I'm asking for more information. Mm. Um, Yeah. But the one thing I will ask, maybe it's a selfish act is um, if you, he could send my other two children back to me Mm. is usually my number one ask. Mm. Outside of that, I feel like everything else feels pretty taken care of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love that. Mm. That's so sweet. Looking back, where where would you say, you know, you would want to start this story of who you were? Mm. I think the word to the one if I had to put one word on it, it was independence. So I was um, raised largely to be independent and um, just do the thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but that the umbrella of independence is that nobody was teaching me. Um, Mm. So a lot of my decision-making and actions generally came from um, just my own, you know, air quotes around logic um, and the way that I viewed it, or maybe culturally I was driven by that. But no mentorship, no one really um, that I could talk through something. So I was just kind of like flying by the seat of my pants Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, And sometimes that worked. And, but looking back most of the times it, it was, it's hard. It it made everything more difficult. Um, and that's just kind of like the very easy snapshot of what it looked like before. Um, I, looking back, I wish I had more intentionality. Yeah. So you really were just kind of like on your own, kind of from a young age, you think like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my, my mom was, Busy providing. Yeah. She worked hard, played hard. Yeah. And um, and we didn't want for a lot of things, but also we were taught to not ask for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that also included a little bit of, um, what do you call that? There was big emotional boundaries, which mm. is why I'm still, I can hug people now, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, oh, I'm getting better at yeah. hugging. <laughs> Um, but, um, my mother was never available emotionally towards us because she was too tired. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't blame her. Yeah. Um, and so we were, yeah, to be self-sufficient for at a very young age. (laughs) I remember my brother and I getting, you know, up on our own to get to the bus stop and boy, if we weren't at the bus stop. One time I missed the bus. Peter got on the bus. I did not get on the bus. I got on my bike and I biked all the way to school, <laughs> got there late. And I don't, I don't know what really happened after that. And then got back on the bus to come home and never told my mother. And I lost my bike. I never retrieved it. I just never thought to go get oh. it. Because how would I go get it? Yeah. I'd have to ask her oh, to drive me to school to go pick so up my bike. Sad. So stuff like that where like I don't. When I was in the moment, it's like, well, I lost my bike, but I got to school. Wow. You know, and so, but looking back, I'm like, oh, little Sarah, <laughs> just ask her. <laughs> Did she ever notice that it was gone or probably just kind not. of like moved on? Yeah. Oh. She probably assumed it was in like, you know, in the back behind yeah. whatever. Who knows? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Little Sarah. There's worse. Yeah. So did, were you raised in a Christian home or what was the spiritual upbringing? I think when my mother was married, they went to a church. My mother was raised also in the church. Um, I can't really attest for where she's at. We don't talk about mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff even to this day. Um, but she quit going, I think, after the divorce. 
Mm -hmm. um, which I think kind of happens. I think she always says she felt judged. Mm. Um, And then um, she drove me to a church when I was, uh, they got divorced when I was in third or fourth grade. Okay. So come middle school, I asked to go to a church down by US-1, and um, she did drive me there twice a week, you know, wow. Sunday, and then I think probably Wednesday a Wednesday. something, yeah. And did, like, the youth group scene yeah. <laughs> with okay. the black lights. School, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really awkward. The sweating in the... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I even have, like, some shoes that my brother bought me that they remind me of, like, youth pastor shoes. They're vans with, like, lightning bolts uh-huh. on them. Yeah. 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 This was during the 90s, y'all, yeah. so early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. That was the way. That was the way. Um, <clears throat> but she never went. Okay. She would drop me off, and I would okay. go sit with um, – I was dating a little boy, like mm-hmm. the way that you date in middle school. Yeah. Bless him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would go, and then she'd come back and get you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or his, or his mother would drive me home okay. or something like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then – was there a time, like as a child, where you did like get, give your life to Jesus? Or um, was yeah, that? I'm sure there was like yeah. a moment at what was called centrifuge, yeah. which was like some big camp, you okay, know. And okay. looking back to me, I would call that um, emotional manipulation yeah. in a way. Yeah. I still have kind of weird feelings mm-hmm. about um, teaching the Bible to children because of that. I think, wow. um, which which was. My big hang up with bringing my kids, right? And I have, I have two other children besides my youngest one. We let's back up. So I have three kids. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to say it or not. Well, so I was like, I'm not. Gonna I'm not their ages are yeah. thirteen, yeah. ten, and six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the my first two, I was very kind of reluctant to take them to church all the time, and I still did, um, but I viewed it more as an opportunity for them to learn something there and we'll take it home and talk about it. Otherwise mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. So I did welcome the conversations, but of course I misguided probably them in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, and then when it came to my youngest child, I was like, no, I, I think that we need to get some, some schooling on about mm-hmm. Bible studies and stuff. And she was, I think initially um, the real reason why I went back or mm-hmm. wanted to go back to a church is because mm-hmm. um, I wanted my home to have that atmosphere. You then grew up. Um, you you got married. You had your other two children. Mm-hmm. And where, what did life look like spiritually? You said you kind of you you just went to church kind of with the kids, but did you have any like relationship with the Lord as far as like knowing Him, getting to know Him more? Or I don't think so. Life? I was always combative. And obstinate about it. Like, I love to go to Sunday school, but it was only because um, either sometimes I would say some things um, that would kind of push the thought process of, uh, of what do you call that? The other side. Also, I love arguing the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm not generally a debater because yeah. I'm scared of confrontation, but I love to look at it from the other side. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I would I would give that perspective which I think sometimes people do enjoy to hear that cuz it does yeah. make them think too well, well maybe I don't know we'll see what it is. Right. Um so and I went it was a family church of my uh, at that time husband's um he kind of grew up there in that church and the whole family went. And, okay. And we were kind of expected to be in our pew. Um and um and so I think it was more like me going through the motions and yeah. just being there. But there was no relationship. I, I don't, couldn't tell you one sermon that I remember yeah. the entire time I was there. At one point, they made me not only the children's coordinator, which was basically my children and like maybe one other girl. <laughs> it was such, the youth was not happening there. It was, wow. it was a much older congregation yeah. at that point. Um, and then I was the woman's leader really? as like a 22-year-old. Wow. And, and like I'm like, first of all, I don't. I don't understand why they put me in a leadership position. It's very odd. Other than they probably needed somebody to schedule the things mm. so that the uh, the women can meet. Yeah. But wow. it's still weird and icky, right? I don't mm. know. That's interesting. Yeah. And so I got incredible. It wasn't just those two things at the church. Like the whole 
um, scene during those like two years, I was just very burnt out. I was also like co-president of the garden club at a very oh small community. Um, it was just, it was just, too, I was holding too much. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah and I have talked about how we're both like, yeah. uh, reform, like we used to be like real big doers. Mm-hmm. We're trying real hard not to be the one to be like, I'll do it. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> because that initiative, man, when mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, does anybody want to? It's like, no, no, I don't want to. Not me. Don't ask me. I'm not going to do it. Please don't ask me because I'll say yes. But I want to do it, but yes. I'm not going to do it. Exactly. But I got a great plan if you do ask me. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I'll go home and tell, and tell my honey about my plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write it down on paper yeah. and look at it and yeah. smile. Exactly. And close the notebook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, okay. So where do you want to go from there? So basically after that, after that church experience you had, that was not anything like a relationship with the Lord, just kind of like do, 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 checking the boxes, sitting in your pew. Mm-hmm. When did you really start to encounter who God was? You talked about wanting to go back to church because mm-hmm. of your youngest, but what about like the God piece of it? She was one of, she was a big piece of it, but there, there was other small pieces of my mm-hmm. egg pie that, um, so I do a lot of things outside. I needed to go (laughs) out to the woods often because I felt um, very at peace out there. Mm. Um, I did Mm. feel a little bit of like I would would call now a godly presence. But as Mm. soon as I left and got in my car and drove back across town or whatever it was, um, it was gone. Mm. And uh, well, looking back now and even even near the end of that little stage was. Um, I was treating the nature like it's my altar. Like, it, mm. like I can't access that source of, mm. of whatever you want to call it, like the divine or whatever. Like yeah. when, when you're still like all very new age and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Um, I had to go and access it. And I remember saying to, it was either to you or a different peer. And I was like, I want to bring that home. I want that with me all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to constantly show up somewhere else. I want my home to feel this way. I want... Um, my body to feel this way. I want people to feel that way around me. And and then, I don't know, I was just, I think I was taking a tubby. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's, it's just, I think that's God. And I think that I need to do something about that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I think that, yeah, that was like the moment mm. um, is to, to bring that feeling and connect like to feel connected to Mm. God again, but not in a physical place. Yeah. Wow. I remember you asked me, why are you reading in the Old Testament? We should be starting like here. And I'm like, "Um, well, it's because, well, one, it's because it's where I felt like I needed to start from the beginning because I wanted to get to know who God was. And I know that you can learn who God is in the New Testament too, but um, there's all that history. I'm like, I need to get like a proper view of God and and like, who is this guy? Because it's like meeting my, you know, earthly father for the first time. Like, who are you? Like, what makes you tick? Like, uh, what makes you angry? Um, What makes you smile? Because I want to make you smile. Um, And, and then through that, of course, that's when I realized, oh, wow, I was treating that like an altar. You know, and wow. and I knew eventually we would break the whole altar right. situation. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, you know, you're because you're not, you're not like a. I'm not a feely, not person. A feely person. I wanted, I wanted the log, yeah. not logic, but I wanted yeah. the brass tacks. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you really wanted to like firmly be able to believe mm-hmm. this, and so what kind of after you know. What was kind of what when you look back, like what's like the defining? Is there a defining moment for you, kind of where you're like, you know, okay, I've read the history, I've read this, this makes, you know, was there ever a moment, you know, like that? So because I'm not a, a, an, um, <clears throat> I am emotional, but yeah. <laughs> but because I'm not an yeah. emotional being, it's uh, I I I knew that it would be a trickle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there was, there's, and, and I'm glad it's that way. Yeah. Because like the, you know, quote, first time <clears throat> at right. summer camp is a big right. bang moment. And like, that's not what I was looking for. Right. I was wanting instruction. Yeah. I was wanting the reasoning um, because I got the, you know, feelings right. earlier, supposedly. But um, no, I just want to be taught. I think God has placed certain individuals in my life who knew just how to poke me enough mm-hmm. without making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you were the scariest one, I have to say. <laughs> you were. I'm not you surprised. were the one. <laughs> you were the one that was the most challenging. In fact, I remember speaking pillow talk about you one time, and I'm like, and she. I was like, honey, and she put her hands on me and like touched me. <laughs> Violation. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and and but uh, and I was I was uncomfortable, but I mm. I think I needed that mm. um, sort of excitement mm. um, because my other calm pokers, um, although I know that they were poking me, it still wasn't enough. Mm. I needed you to come and like smack me on the face mm-hmm. for a second. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Colin Bethany, she'll make you feel real awkward. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've had lots of like chit chats from from like, I don't know. It's like you say you're not emotional, but then I look in your eyes and I'm like, Mm-hmm. There's some deep waters, girl. There's some deep waters, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 So that was going to be another question was, were there, you know, you said you had some other people in your life that were poking you is mm-hmm. how you said it. Mm-hmm. So people that came alongside you, what did that look like trying to kind of move, move you along towards the Lord? Um. One particular person, uh, I think she was by example. Mm. What a beacon she really is. And um, I would hardly say a poker, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to directly ask her questions mm-hmm. to extract information, um, religious, religion-wise, from her in a way. Um, but, gosh, she's just so good. Mm. Um, and... Um, I'm like, man, I, I would, and maybe it, it was probably a wrong thought process, but I'm like, I want to be as confident and mm. controlled and intentional as mm. she is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> those things really stood out to me. And it was, it wasn't just like a couple of months. I mean, it's been seven, six and a half years that I've known this person. Mm. And it's just been a small trickle like yeah. she has been constantly like this and I'm like man I need that yeah you know uh, I didn't even know that that really existed I mm. come from kind of a chaos land mm-hmm. and so to like see that example of I don't know if maturity is yeah. the word but it, it Christian maturity mm-hmm. yes yeah um, I, I'm assuming but yes. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely maturity and probably part of her spiritual giftings mixed with sensitivity mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to know. Mm-hmm. To know not to scare me away. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how she knew. Especially if... Because now that I know her more intimately, yeah. it's blatantly obvious. It's talked about all the time. Yeah. You know, um, but she just knew how to approach me and um, really draw me out of my literal house mm-hmm. <laughs> there on the street. Yeah, because she was a neighbor. She's she a was, neighbor. Yep, she's in, she's one of my neighbors. Yes. And uh, I was very busy licking my wounds mm. um, inside for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so uh, she pulled me out uh, mm. very slowly in the way that I needed, I think. Mm. So... That's so good. Mm-hmm. Bless her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, what a woman. So um, she and she's still in your life. You guys are still doing life together. She's probably going to listen to this. Hi. And now I'm very embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> what a gift. I know. She gets to see some of just what's grown and um, mm-hmm. just what God mm-hmm. is doing. 
Mm -hmm. with you too. So that's really precious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so were there any, you know, because it's the trickle, I like that. Um, and I love that because there's so many different ways that people find the Lord and he or he finds you. Mm-hmm. And um, were there any, because it's a gradual, were there any lies or any, any things in your brain that you kind of have had to recondition yourself to oh, be like, yeah. oh, that's not the truth or, you know, things <clears throat> like that. Um, or habits or, you know, or vice versa, what are some spiritual disciplines or things you've adopted that you do now that you didn't do before? How political can we get? (laughs) Um, It's just, uh, there was, I wouldn't even say it really slow awakening. It was like all of a sudden, and even before, uh, more than a year ago, When I first came over here one time, I remember talking about how I was finding it very difficult to be in this world and still like be a, be good yeah. and show good things to my youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, before I had been very um, understanding and, and I still am, but accepting um, and... Um, I know what you're saying. Okay. Um, very like open, open arms and, and loving. And I still am all these you things. You are not judging anybody. I am not. Yeah. I am not. I love, yeah. I'm not confronting anybody. I'm yeah. just saying like. Yeah. I know what you're saying. <clears throat> you guys know what she's saying. They know what she's, you're saying. Yes. And so just very quickly, every single thing that came into my home, came out of my home, was greatly scrutinized by through my eyes, basically, oh, and through God's eyes too. Mm-hmm. But um, how do I make this look better? It, I started to look at every single aspect in a different way. Yeah. Whereas it was um, down to how do I discipline my child? What do I allow to even be talked about? It, it all centers around my child, I think, yes. my youngest child. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think as a parent, most things begin. Right. Um, is how do I want to do this? Yeah. Um, but it was also with me. I mean, I've been off of <clears throat> interwebs for, I think, over a year now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was much easier than I thought it would ever be. Mm-hmm. I don't miss it a bit. Um, and everybody knows all the cliche things we can say about getting off of social medias, but it's it, it's also down to generally, I also don't Google things. Like I yeah. just don't I don't want to be on there, um, because they're just opportunities for perversion and right. for misguided people to get in my brain and get in my book and and that's not what I want anymore Mm -hmm. my mother would call that putting the blinders on Mm. and shielding my children from the world and I think that's exactly what I'm doing (laughs) she's not ready that's exactly what we're doing (laughs) that's exactly what I'm doing she's not ready she has no discernment there's no way I can send her out there to be a disciple to do good things at this age amen So everything that was coming in and also going out, well, how do we want to serve and act and do as well Mm. was now under, I don't want to say scrutiny, but, um, under there, I had the eyes to see it a little bit more clearer, um, instead of permissiveness. Mm. Is that a word? Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Permissiveness. Yeah. So you were really thinking like, um, about your family culture and like, yes. what do we want our family to look like? And this is not what we want, or this is what we want. So we need to get rid of this or add this, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, I, which is really honestly, so it's such a common thread uh-huh. over the last couple of years. And I, I'm like, wow, especially, you know, in, in people that the Lord has kind of brought in under the shadow of his wings, it's like, 
that's what we're doing. We're looking at our family cultures and we're saying, oh, this no. is not. Mm-hmm. Or yes, stay here. And yes, I'm going to shelter them and <laughs> yeah. equip them for the journey mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it will be great. I want them to look at, you know, the X, Y, Z and be like, that's weird. I'm, I'm not weird. That's odd. Yeah. See her doing this, you know, when she goes to... Um, like a group violin class and you have other children who are mainstreamed mm-hmm. and things like that, um, kind of disrespecting the, mm. uh, the teacher yeah. and giggling about it. Yeah. And because I guess that's just the culture in, um, the classroom that right. they spend like eight disrespect. to 10 hours a day. And, and she looked at them. She looked at the teacher. She looked at me and she was like, this is not right, you know, mm. and, and I can, that's the best example that I can give, like, okay, it's working. I was like, okay, what I'm doing is working. And I, um, I can see the change also in her. Yeah. And to see the change in her means that there's been a change in me. Cause sometimes we're too close. Yeah. We are too, too, too close. And yeah. I'm not looking in the mirror. I don't even yeah. have a mirror in my bathroom. Um, but mm. seeing the change in her, I was like, okay. We're doing it, you know? So yes. it was it was a good moment for me. It was a good moment for her. She probably doesn't know it, but it was a good moment for her too. So, I took some time, time off from the world. I loved it. When I'd love you, to stay when there. When did you do that? I don't know. Long time ago? Um, I guess about a year ago. Around November-ish mm-hmm. of last year. Yeah. When, what you know, October happened and then... What it, happened in October? That was when we went out to the coffee I know. shop. Do you want to tell the people about it? Oh, well, I guess I intentionally used words through Bethany also because <laughs> she's you? got the words um, to make an official declaration of I would like... God to be in my life and to help me and guide me and all that and all that jazz. I don't know the exact date. You wrote well, it down somewhere. I know. I, I have it written down. It's in October. Yeah. But I remember you and your daughter were there together. Yeah. So shortly after that, I I guess maybe it wasn't a trickle. <laughs> I, I decided to just kind of like quiet everything. Yeah. Um, and then after a while, and that was good. So yeah. I could really, like I said, scrutinize, try to figure out, okay, what were we doing? How does that, what is that, how does that relate to what the Bible is telling me to do? Mm. Um, and kind of like go from there. Now that's an ever rolling right. ball of process, right. but that, that I had started then. Yeah. Um, and then realized like, well, I've, I've got to get back out there as much yeah. as, um, I don't want to say I was afraid. But I think that's the feeling, like, because mm. I didn't feel as protected. Mm. Um, I, I didn't want, during that little very sensitive period, I didn't want anything else mm. really to mm. be um, infiltrating mm-hmm. my brain space. Yeah. Um, and, and tainting what I was trying to correct. You know, it's like you had that, or we had that little stake in the ground moment at the coffee shop where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. And then it's almost like you, oh, wow, this is too good. It's almost like you were like, I'm going to do this. And then you kind of went off to the wilderness. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which, which is so like what Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. That's what he would do. He, okay, I'm being called to this big thing. Here comes the Holy Spirit guiding me out to mm-hmm. like almost just like fast – which you were, you know, from out the outside spaces and whatever. Any influence. Yeah, and yeah. just, like, re, like, ground yourself and, well, let the Lord ground you, truly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of realign your, um, like, measurements of, like, okay, you know, recalibrate you, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. And, wow, that's just so beautiful. You just did that kind of intuitively, really. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Out of a little bit of fear, though, but yeah. Fear because you were so vulnerable or because of like, what did I just do or what what was the fear Well, I spent my whole life up to that moment 
looking to peers and uh, and just myself yeah to guide my decisions and I, everyone loves to use the word worldview um <laughs> worldview worldview um and I did not want that anymore. Yeah. I mean, yes, I was still like on my own thinking, my own thoughts, but I wanted to just have that moment where I, I wasn't being influenced by mm. other people. Yeah. Because that hasn't ha- that has not worked. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, what does life? Because look now, like? when I go out, yeah. I. Um, I feel like I have a little bit more a filter, a discernment. Um, mm-hmm. I am quicker to spot out what is good and what is not good. Mm. Whereas before, everything was so gray. And gray is okay. But things are definitely black and white. And um, so that time on my own, just in the Word and at my house for a while and really starting to relay that foundation for myself and for my youngest daughter once I started walking out and it was a whole different world I could see it everywhere Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh bing 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 yeah so um and and I think and that's still what I'm doing basically is I'm still going out and I'm like oh Oh, oh, you know, and going home and and coming back to the word and and thinking about things and um, like I said, I think my word, if I was going to do a word this year, it'd be intentionality. <laughs> <laughs> my word. My is, word of the year. Yeah. I always find a word like halfway through. I'm like, that's a good that's one. That's a good I should one. Do that. We're almost yeah. to August. Yeah. I my know. word is, it, <laughs> yeah. I want to be intentional. That's yeah. <laughs> yes. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Intentional. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> because before I just go, go, go. And, yeah. and um, I don't ever do a plan. I don't plan. Mm-hmm. People, some people love that about me. Um, I do. I know. <laughs> I'm always, it's not that I'm always up for anything, which I am. It's just ca- kind of like, well, we'll just, we'll go and see what happens. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm infamous for going on a hike and just seeing what happens. No yeah. snacks, no drinks. Yeah. You know, no changes of clothes. We're just going to go. I'm very good at some people will say just trusting the process yeah. or oh, what's the worst that can really happen? I do have yeah. my phone. Yeah. If we have reception or not, that's, that's up to him. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm good at that. But because that's all I've ever done mm. is why I'm good with that. Mm. So I can still do that easily, but I am trying to do things with more intent, more mm-hmm. thought to it. Um, not even assigning meaning to it, but just really thinking through and kind of visualizing. And here it is, waiting for God to mm. show me because mm-hmm. I have never, mm. never done that. I've been so hasty my right. entire life, even in high school. <laughs> Y'all can laugh. I was engaged to somebody in high school. Mm. What? Yeah. Babies. Anyways, I and I was just so excited to start. My own family. Mm-hmm. And this was my downfall, was yeah. that I would was not interested in waiting. Yeah. So basically every decision after that has just been um, in search for that mm. with no plan or vision. Mm. Just things would happen, but okay, I can work with that. Now I'm going to do this and grab this right, and grab that. Right, right, right. And right. until it just kind of like my lap was full. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. None of it. None of it held hands together. Mm-hmm. 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 The gravy wasn't making. Right. The flour was still in lumps, you know, when yeah. you make that roux. Yeah. Gosh. I had that for breakfast. Ugh, I don't care if it's it was, a lumpy gravy or not. I don't not. care it's either. Good. I get a ball of flour. I'm like, it's fine. And that's true. Like, my life yeah. is still good. It's beautiful. Yeah. But I got lumpy gravy. Yeah. And I would love to have a side of smooth gravy with my lumpy right. gravy. Yeah. You know, let's say before you felt, I know feelings, maybe that's not the right word. Before, in your mind, your mind looked (laughs) like what? And now what does it look like? 
you know, what's the difference that Jesus has made, I guess. There's a little saying in my um, ex-husband's family. Oh, nanny, they put her out to pasture. I felt, (laughs) (laughs) I felt out to Mm. pasture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so that and and for us people that maybe aren't from the, <laughs> the south, <laughs> the south, what does that mean out to pasture? Let loose, mm. let loose with no protector, mm. um, or like uh, an intimate friendship mm. or intimacy with another. Um, I was going to say animal intimacy with another comrade out there on, mm. on, on the paddock out in the pasture mm. somewhere. Mm. You're just out to pasture to go run mm-hmm. and do whatever you feel like doing because yeah. it's just you out there. Yeah. Um, and it's not. We're not just out there yeah. by ourselves. I am in an open Swiss field mm. <laughs> mm. and it is just grasses, you know, all around it, but, but you're walking basically like a deer trail, you know, mm-hmm. when you walk those like yeah. little wildlife trails mm-hmm. so you can see your path, Yeah, but everything is open. You can see danger coming, mm. um, from a long distance and you're able to react instead of danger goes, stinks up right behind you, goes, Hah! you know, so yes. it, I like it more so to think of, I am on this small little path. But it is wide and safe. It, well, maybe not safe is the word, but it is wide and visible. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like Pilgrim's Progress. I still haven't read it. What? I'm waiting. So we are headed into a segment where Sarah is sharing some of the scriptures she's been studying on Sunday morning with her pastor. And I have to interject and just I just delight in Sarah's heart for God's word and um, her desire to know it from um, a historical context within the correct context and also her desire to just uh, give it the proper authority that it deserves. So Sarah's going to share a few scriptures um, with her teaching heart and I just love this segment. Okay, here we go. wanting to, he- to to know more because what I feel like in, in, in a lot of main what people call mainstream Christianity, it is being twisted and it's used um, in a wrong way because yeah. they're not looking at proper context. Right. They're taking it like I had yeah. in the past and interpreting it for their own means. Mm. like Watering um, it down tremendously. Watering it down. And then, I can tell you. I know verses about that, but watering it down, um, saying that they're just, um, examples and parables and it like, uh, it's like, um, they're taking bits and pieces to their own purpose and not receiving the whole context because, um, it is upsetting to them. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is when they do that, they are actually taking out the word. Yeah. The power of the word. Yeah. Jesus, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. They're drawing that out and then it's mm-hmm. not it's not it's not his word. It's different. Right. It's it's not. It's And that's why it's not powerful and that's why there's no fruit because mm-hmm. yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And I feel like, <clears throat> like like all these things together it's just not that I want to like call people out or anything, but it is um I think I've fallen into the camp that the Bible is literal. We did a study on Jude um mm. which I really loved and what i really liked of course um i really attached to all the wisdom that the word shared about false teachers Mm. and what to be looking for because again that ties back to my feelings of being when i came back out into the world from Mm -hmm. my little cocoon for a minute um of being able to quickly see um what is evil basically and what is good yeah um and this is just like a blueprint for that too. So I really loved that mm. part, and of course in Second Peter and like all that kind of stuff. But, um, but what is still sticking out to me today from Jude is contending for the faith. Mm. Like, are you contending yes. still every single day? Um, being warned in this book that it is there is a battle, and mm-hmm. like you said, there's a lot of people like me who are. Um, Maybe the first wave 
but yeah. like are, are like kind of like this is like like this they're, they're, we're, we're waking up we're like yeah. this is not um, this is gonna get serious wow. and we better do something about wow. it like there is a battle I know every generation says this yes and they're always oh, it's, it's it's our time like we're the ones yes and even if we're not the ones we are still part of the ones yes Each generation becomes more and more amplified of this is a battle and we need to be raising soldiers for that. Um, So the contending for the faith thing is still sticking out to me. Um, Let me see. And then at the end, he talks. Do you want to read it? Read the scripture. Read the little bit of it. That's okay. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, Jude. Dear friends, although I was eager to write to you about the salvation that we share, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was delivered to the saints once and for all. That means it was already given to all of us. Um, For some people who were designated for this judgment long ago have come in by stealth. They are ungodly, turning the grace of our God into sensuality and denying Jesus Christ, our only master and Lord. Um, that's, that's what's happening. I mean, yeah. was it happening yeah. 200 years ago? Sure. Mm-hmm. Not like this. And I was thinking today, <laughs> yes, every, like I said, every generation, we keep thinking it can't get worse. This is as worse as it's ever been. But I really feel like it's amplified. Is it, is it amplified now? Because we are, ever, of course we are ever getting closer because the years go by. Yeah. Um, or is it because there's so many? Mm. So it is amplified. Mm. Like think about biblical times. Like, yes, there was a lot of people mm-hmm. here then, um, but not like it is now. And mm. so like the numbers are ever increasing. And to me, it's easy to see the increasing of evil, yeah. really. Um, and I want to see the increasing of good. Do not be overcome by evil, yeah. but overcome evil good. And you know what? That's the shift right there. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, it's so easy to see how evil has just been. Yeah. But I'm excited because I really am seeing people waking up left and right. It really is. Getting on fire, cracking open, blowing off their Bibles, cracking them open. Um. Yeah, okay, so you have in one more little part. Um, The other thing is that near the end of Jude, um, verse 20. But you, dear friends, as you build yourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Mm. keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting expectantly Mm. for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ for Mm. eternal life. Have mercy on those who waver. Save others by snatching them from the fire. Have mercy on others, but with fear, hating, even even the garment defiled by the flesh. I, th- I think I have underlined here, save others by snatching them from the fire. I think, and I can't find it in my small scribbled out notes here. Um, we had came to the conclusion that that meant saving other believers mm. who have a strayed. Mm. Um, yes. Probably the people that were a part of that church that, you know, there's probably people. Right. They were believers. Yeah. yeah, So that's what we had come to the conclusion of. They're talking about other believers. You need to remind them. Yes. And bring them back. Yes. Um, And I think one thing the Lord has really been um, teaching me about that is how truly you don't know someone's heart. Like mm -hmm. you really don't. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm-mm. You don't know where they stand with God. You don't know. And that's why it's just so important to follow, obey the Holy Spirit, say what you need to say, but also lay hands on the person. Mercy. Like what you did. Oh, me. gosh. I don't know. You're making me feel self conscious. I'm like, Lord, what you did? No, you did it. And you did it. So. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I felt him pursuing you so hard. Mm-hmm. It was really hard not to like come. Like, literally, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to just be like, let's go <laughs> let's go come run with me uh-huh, um uh-huh. because oh, here we go here's what i'm gonna yeah. say here's what i'm gonna say i'm leaning in you guys okay she is she's, i'm she's leaning kind, in she's as close as this she is can. what i want to say i know and, and sarah's leaning back <laughs> she's like get away from me um <clears throat> what I, what i want to say is what do i want to say i just want to say that um like god has such a big plan for you 
And when you're sitting here reading this to me, I'm like, wow, Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing Sarah into this place because she has something. She has something that I don't have that so-and-so doesn't have, that so-and-so doesn't have, that the body needs. Mm -hmm. We need what you have. And it's like, okay, you know time is short. I know time is short. What does that look like with our kids? We don't know. We're mm-hmm. just pouring in day to day. Mm-hmm. But it does mean we need to take up our crosses. It does mean we need to do the work. And when I look at you and I'm like, see, I'm like, this girl, she's a teacher. She's going to be teaching. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I'm just excited because just to see you, um, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, okay, stop talking about it. But <laughs> I, um, it's so encouraging to me because – it shows me that the Holy Spirit, he's on the move Mm -hmm. and he is snatching people from the flames. And it's our job just to like see them. That last part of Jude there where like the saving others by snatching them from the fire. I feel like there are people like in my family and then some, some of my older friends and stuff. um, Like they're, they, they're Christians, but they don't, act like it and yeah. it's almost like like I I love that that resonates with me so much yeah. but I don't know how to grab a hold of them <clears> and pull them. Yeah. Um but I like that verse a lot. Yeah. So maybe maybe there is something there and yeah. I should like put another asterisk over there or something but I mean the um, Holy Spirit is the one who will do it. Right. And he he might even do it through you, you know? Mhm. Mm-hmm. But that's where prayer comes in. Mhm. <clears throat> um and that's the beauty of it is that we don't really have to know. We just have to obey. When he says jump, you jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else we want to add at the very end here, Sarah? Oh. What's next for you? What's next for me? I'm going to keep reading. Yeah. I'm going to keep listening. Um. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I think that's all that's really required right now is yeah. um, it's kind of like um, school's in session yeah. now for me. I know maybe school's not the word, but um, like, yeah, sitting at his feet and just listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. pray to close this out father um thank you so much for sarah and just the time we've had together just talking about you and your word that we love so much um thank you for sending the word god thank you that we have it as a lamp into our feet and a light for our path that we're not just on this path of potential danger, flying blind god that you've given us eyes to see ears to hear you've given us a sword We are equipped for this journey because of your mercy. I thank you for Sarah and her story. I thank you for drawing her in, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit doing this mighty work of slinging her back, pulling her back from the flames, from the fire, God. Thank you for her love and fervor for your word. I pray, God, that you continue to increase in her the, just the teaching, the learning, Lord, if that's a gift you want to give her, I pray you would sharpen that in her and you would grow that. Um, help us not to become weary in doing good. Help us not to be overcome by evil, God. Um, help us to overcome evil with good. So speak to us. What's the next good thing we can do with our time and our day? And um, teach us. We want, to, we want to know more about you. We want to see your face. We thank you, God, for the saints and the, the sisters Um, that have come before us and the generations that have come before us. Thank you for the friends that Sarah had walk with her um, and the neighbors, Lord, that are um, pouring into her, Lord. We we bless them and we just thank you, Father, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. 
Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Again, stones and bread. What did I just read earlier with stones and bread? Um, if your son oh, asks for yeah. a okay. piece of bread, don't give him a stone. Mm. Okay. He answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus told him, It is also written, Do not test the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all these things if you'll just fall down and worship me. The eyes. Then Jesus told him, go away, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then the devil left him and the angels came and began to serve him. For the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary.